0: <laughs> you, do you know how many parents I pissed off with that story? Oh,
1: for being like, okay, kids, guess what? Cakewalks were... Oh, for... <laughs> listen, I have
0: no problem.
1: I have no problem
0: in my dance classes during History Month telling yeah. parents, all the parents come in! All the... to the little ones. I, I don't care. All the parents come in. Okay, so... Uh, and I go through a brief history of tap, and then I get to the cakewalk. And I do tap cakewalk is a slide move where a is a dance move, but it's, or a dance, but it can also be a top move, which is a slide, but the actual move itself, there's an actual, oh, yeah. uh-huh. there's, so there's, an, so there's uh-huh. an actual single move it's yep. for it, right? So I would explain that, and then I would explain to them. So, um, you know, the premise of that dance was uh, so that like, you know, whoever did the best you know, strutting around could get a cake in the slave time. So the slaves would have to you know, eat the cake with their hands and you would go around the circle and then they, wait, what? Yeah. yeah, I'm just trying to give you the synopsis of it without going too in depth in it. But parents, you understand what I'm saying? Is this real? <laughs> okay, fine. So it's like musical chairs, but for slaves. <laughs> yeah. And you get a cake if you win. You probably got to eat it with your hands though, because they ain't going to give you no fork or nothing. I have to call the school now. Every parent, every parent, every parent.
1: It's a terrific privilege to be able to introduce the next man and the next band that are arriving. Because I think perhaps in all the history of jazz, there's never been anyone who has brought such excitement to music such complete free-willing improvisation.
2: In fact, I don't definitely... how are you doing, Jazz Babies? You're listening to the Jazz Babies Podcast, the show where two Jazz Babies talk to dancers and musicians about jazz, baby.
1: <laughs> That's good. I That's like that. that.
2: Yeah, we're inspired by jazz and jazz dance, an art form rooted in Black American cultural values and aesthetics and born from Black resilience. As your Jazz Babies hosts... We want to do our best to honor this art form by learning all we can with those we hold community with. I'm your co host, Chris, aka Son of Duke, aka DJ Sugar Push, aka Doobie That Way. <laughs> to my left is my co host, Lou the St. Louis Blue. St. Louis Ooh,
1: Blue. Saint Blue. I'm really warming up to this. I like Blue. it too. It's a good one. I like it too. Hey y'all, I'm Lou. My pronouns are they, them.
2: My pronouns are he, him. And we have the lovely Javon.
1: What's your last name?
2: Miller. Miller. Johan the, <laughs> Lamar Miller. Johan, what are your pronouns? He-him. He-him. Johan.
1: want to point out, we're coming to the end of the season, and if anyone's noticed, we ask everyone's last name, even if it's... We're like, how do you pronounce that? Even if it's the <laughs> most easiest, obvious because... last name. And you're now the most famous person we've had on this podcast. <laughs> definitely know your last that's name.
2: Because Stephon, we, uh, Louis <laughs> that's because Stefan... Lou was thinks Stefan's last name, which is Wynn. Yeah.
1: And I was saying it hun, because I thought oh. it, I was majorly fucking up. You're just your
2: doing it phonetically.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm also dyslexic. So I was just, I didn't realize that there no, was it like No, that makes sense. Yeah, so, but yeah, so now it just has been a running joke in our podcast. That's
0: actually pretty funny. That's, that's pretty, you know... I'll, I do have to say, though, when you were saying the baby intro, all I could think in my head, hit me, baby, one more time. That's oh, okay. yeah. My there we all in my
1: head I hear sort of a
0: me advice. and I... Hit um, me,
2: baby, one more time. I don't know much about your uh, dance history or your personal history. Where'd you grow up? Tell us a little bit about yourself. When'd you start dancing and stuff?
0: Uh, you, you're asking a load a loaded question um i am actually originally from chicago
1: oh you're chicago i'm also from chicago really well, yeah i'm northwest suburbs, so i'm kind of you know land person oh okay
0: yeah. i live in the south side excellent um and i moved to washington when i was 12 my ah. parents wanted uh us to have a, a better life where we wouldn't have to you know go through a bunch of crap and i wouldn't end up in jail or something like that yeah um, so my dad came out here and um, stayed with his brother for a while, and then we moved out here. And then um, I I was playing clarinet actually before we moved here. I I picked up clarinet. I think my dad got me one from a, a pawn shop because I really wanted to play, and that clarinet ended up actually paying for college. And oh, that's and, amazing! Yeah, I got I got a bunch of scholarships from from playing clarinet and got to travel a lot. And that's how uh, the start of all of my jazz career and my jazz dancing career as a musician and the dancer started because of picking up that clarinet. Wow. Why, uh, why clarinet? Like yeah. what do we do? Were you like listening to a Benny Goodman song or something? I didn't know shit about jazz at that particular time. No, I was I was in elementary school and this is how it went. <clears throat> we have a band, but we only have a certain number of instruments. So <laughs> write down your top three instruments. Everybody writes drum. There's one drum. There's one, one drum, one for all these kids. So I'm not, everybody will write down drum. So I'm going to write down drum anyway. Hopefully I get the drum. Um, And then they started talking about other instruments and showing us what's a clarinet. And I'm like, that sounds okay. I'll just put that down because everybody's going to pick trumpet after that. So I'll put the clarinet (laughs) down and then put the trumpet. That way I'll get something different and it'll be cool. And then I got this thing and I was like, Okay it's not bad it's not the drum but it it's not the drum
1: <laughs> It's one person against the drum man like i was so mad
0: about that for the longest time and um but then my dad moved us here and um i joined uh totem junior high which i believe is Totem middle school now um totem lake uh in federal way yeah and Gal Phillips was the band director there, and she uh, believed in me and gave me the opportunity to pick up other instruments and gave me the time to play and to learn the beginnings of what jazz sounded like. And so I got to play a solo uh, trombone and picked up a couple other instruments, and we moved to another school, uh, Canyon Park Junior High, where I had a Greg Schroeder, Uh, as an instructor and then I learned how to play saxophone there and I learned how to play tuba and um, I'd started to learn the piano but I was like that's too complicated with everything else so I I ended up by the end of my move from there going to high school just sticking with the saxophone and the clarinet and then eventually picking up flute down the road.
2: I heard that if you can play the clarinet Everything
1: else is a breeze as far as woodwinds go. Um, I, I know they start you on clarinet before you can go to sax.
0: Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, it's it's harder. I think it's harder to play clarinet than to play saxophone. To play it, uh, just that's me personally. Um, I prefer to play the clarinet on, especially when it's jazz. It just feels, even though I get most, I got most of my gigs for playing saxophone. Um, it just, it's a different element, uh, being able to do tricks that other clarinet players can't do, like a smear, Benny good, mm. like those type of things, and then go back, trying to go back, going back down. Do you, uh, you
1: still play, too?
0: I don't like, play as, no, I used to teach. Uh, um, I don't, I gave up playing to, to tap.
1: Uh, um,
0: that was, uh, pissed a lot of people off. <laughs> uh, I laid my horn down. I pick it up once in a while, but usually only to teach. Or special occasions Um, the clarinet though that I once in a while will pick that one up because that's more that's more important to me yeah Um, I think the saxophone not by it's not like outweighing it totally but it's just that's uh, that's where I got a lot of my scholarship money Mm -hmm. from was playing clarinet Mm -hmm. Um, I got a scholarship at Langston Hughes uh, playing clarinet uh, at the performing arts center here, I think it was the AT and T scholarship. It was like two grand. Um, I got a scholarship at Gramley State University when I went down there. I got a P one as a freshman, which you don't get. Like you ever seen a movie Drumline? That's real. <laughs> John, what? The movie Drumline. Oh, Drumline, yeah. yeah. Like I went through that same thing, but as a clarinet player. That mm. not there's no flashing lights like that. But like I
2: love Drumline.
0: Everything in that movie was pretty accurate. Um, we had the, the drums, all that stuff. That's real. That's straight up real. Um, had a, some cool friends in there. Learned a lot of stuff from that. Um, got a scholarship there. Got a scholarship. Shoreline. Had scholarship to BCC. I just went around for a little bit. Then I met my wife and then went up to Western. And then uh, I studied with, uh, why is my brain going nuts right now? Uh, Chuck Israel's and Chuck Israel has played with, uh, Bill Evans. He's been on, a um, he's been on record, I believe with John Coltrane. And, uh, did you, did you have like a, a goal in mind at this time? Like, did you want to be a musician? At that particular time when I went to college, yeah, I wanted to be a professional musician and I wanted to, to to teach and I can't teach in schools, man. It's too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather, I'd rather teach outside and, 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 I feel like I'm accomplishing a lot more. I know I'm accomplishing a lot more. Um, but that, the goal at that particular time was to be, to get my music degree and to be a professional musician. Um, your, would you, do you
2: have like a, a pretty musical family? Like your siblings no, or your parents play? Or your, uh,
0: I think my mom said she played flute when she was younger for a little bit. But for the most part, um, my immediate family, no. It was so just me.
2: Where is this coming from? Like you're playing a bunch of different instruments. Was it just a talent that you discovered? About yourself, or what was it did it become like an obsession, or
0: so if you ask my wife, um, I just pick up shit <laughs> like that's it's very odd that's one of my really odd talents is being able to problem solve and analyze um, I took uh one of those uh, uh cognitive tests that test your i q and I was in the 99th percentile for spatial awareness and in problem specific mm-hmm. types of problem solving. Mm-hmm. And so uh, everything is a problem. That's why every when I choreograph, I have to create a problem. Mm. And that's why I, I, I don't intentionally win competitions. I just want to make things cool. And make people happy, and so I have to create a problem for that to happen.
2: Can you expand on that? What do you mean? Everything's a problem. You have so, to make things a problem in order for you to understand I'm, them. No, or for, to, to,
0: for, for me to for me to make something out of it, or for me to make. I solve things. Yeah. So, so if I create a piece, uh, for instance, um, we're a musical, we or mi- we talking about dance.
2: Are we talking about dance? Yes,
0: dance, dance, dance okay. um, or even music. But yes. in this specific in this specific instance, I'm going to give you a real example. Of dance. There's a, a piece that I created called the bus stop. Uh, which was a tap dance and it won in every competition that it went to and it's based on two people sitting at the bus stop waiting for the bus
1: wait I feel like I've seen this
0: it was at the jump session show uh, yeah uh, I've several seen years ago this. yeah yes. and really
1: good.
0: thank you yeah. um, but the way I created that piece was uh I had these two girls and we need a duo and I'm like I don't have a problem they're like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, I want to make it cool, but I need a problem. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, give me a bench. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. That's why that's a problem. Get me the bench. And um, I stared at the bench, set them down, talked to in. and I go, got it. You're sitting at the bus stop. And they're like, what? I go, this is a bench at a bus stop. We need to make a post. We'll make an entire scene of you waiting for the bus stop, and at the end, you just missed the bus. And they're like, you're going to make a whole dance out of that? And you're gonna fit that in like three minutes? Yes.
2: Sounds like a premise or a story.
0: Everything that everything. So the way I choreograph uh, is it's two reasons. Either it's purely for entertainment or it's a story. Mm-hmm. It's there's not really much in between those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I get a prop, there's usually some type of story involved in it. If I ask for a prop, there was another dance that I created like that uh, Pandora's box, and that was a contemporary um, uh, lyrical piece. But the, I asked for a box. They're like, "What for?" I don't know. I just need a box. I'm thinking they're gonna make like a box that's maybe like you know, two feet by two feet, maybe maybe four by four. No, these crazy fools. Okay, a is box getting up out of his that chair. that was ten <laughs> feet tall.
2: He's got his hand up in the air. Yeah, that's about ten feet. Like
0: ten feet? No, actually, it has that's to be taller. That's a little that, I can Touch the top of the box. So it's probably like. 12 feet tall, right? And then it was probably, so that means it had to be that same length because there's a square box. And then the box opened with hinges on top of it, too. We put people inside the boxes because because she's like, I need a box. And I'm like, what is this? She said, You needed the box. That's not a box. That's a building yeah. with doors.
2: You know, it's a Hanjin shipping container. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, and she's like, You'll figure it out. And um, so I'm like, What can I do with this ginormous box? Okay, it's a big Pandora's box. Mm. So all the dancers will be all of the evil that come out Mm. from, and so I need a Pandora to open the box. And then I needed a guard to guard it, and then I needed a key. So I created all this stuff, and then the evil came out, and then eventually put Pandora back in the box. They closed the box, opened the box, and she disappears because it was a magic trick. So it's a whole internal story about, yeah, yeah. so everything it's, is very thought out, making you think about uh, elements and how things happen online. If you go to uh, my YouTube channel, uh, just type in Jovan Miller and find my YouTube channel, J-O-V-O-N, there's no A-M-I-N in my name, uh, or Jovan Lamar Miller. Uh, there's Elemental War. That's a That was a piece that I created uh, for, it started off for a bunch of different things, but it became uh, a nominee for the 2015 or 16 voice arts awards. And I got to go to LA uh, on the red carpet with uh, Debbie Hirata, who is on now on the, uh, uh, I believe she's on the panel for the uh, Society of Voice Arts and Sciences, uh, which is the organization that helps uh, or starts that, uh, voice arts awards thing that they, they govern it. I believe it might not be hundred percent accurate, but you guys can look all that up though. But, uh, that piece, uh, she, I wrote the script and the story choreographed it, uh, had a friend help me come up with the costumes and everything. I had a bunch of dancers in it and it told the story of basically Genesis, uh, the earth being created by an, a, a, basically an entity and then how we get the elements and the elements fight each other. And then because the elements fight each other, all this stuff happens. And then, so the elder God is like, well, I need something else now. So I'm going to create another element and metal comes in and fights with them. And then the whole another thing happens. Well, I need to stop this. So maybe we need something stronger. I'll create a spirit. And then the spirit comes in and then we get what we have now. That's how the earth and mm-hmm. us people start. And so I told that in that 20 minute dance. So it is a 20 minute non-stop story where there's lighting and I edited the music and it's one track and there are several pieces that I do like that uh that I've done like that in the past too with uh dancers that were in my company I had a company Javon Miller uh Productions Dance Company um JMP Dance Company and there's you know there's Facebook stuff in there you can look up stuff on the internet I haven't put everything up um because I keep things and now I'm okay putting them up now because it's take it time for people to see there's other stuff out there.
1: Yeah. I love yeah. your comparison that like storytelling is like problem solving it and is. stuff like that. Yeah, it's really cool. I kind of want to bring it back to the the musical instruments of you going around and, and like picking up new instruments. So it's like each new instrument mm-hmm. was like a problem to solve and like a yeah. thing that you needed to figure out. Did you ever get around to the drum being like you're going around doing all of these like woodwinds and, and stuff? You ended up a you know, No one's ever asked me Where that question when I had this
0: conversation. If you ever gone back to the, <laughs> you're the first person to ever ask me yeah. that question.
1: <laughs> so, have you ever been a drummer? Um,
0: yeah, actually, but not in the sense that most people would think. So, I played the djembe and a what? the djembe, it's an Af- it's a, the djembe is, an, a, is a drum from uh from oh, uh, west africa so a
1: little bit west africa and basically okay.
0: they, they uh you 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 carve it out of a tree tree trunk and they, they put these wonderful beautiful symbols in it and they take hide skin and they put it on the top and um there's other instruments that are similar to that instrument and 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 some of these instruments from west africa were brought to the united states and that's how we started playing drums and they started making our own the the whole there's a whole thing Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. but i played uh the djembe for uh western when i was taking class there i played drums to assist the classes and um so i played percussion i learned uh to play percussion from percussionists
1: dance classes yeah Oh. so i got to accompany
0: so i was in the dance classes and then the 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 other dance classes that i wasn't in i get I get paid to accompany them. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got to still do the music thing even after I stopped doing the music thing because I actually stopped doing music in college.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I didn't,
0: let me rephrase that. I didn't stop. I changed my degree from music to dance.
1: Got it. So so music got you to college. And then how did you transition to dance? Where did it steal you away from being a musician?
0: Okay, there's a particular instance. There's more than one instance. Okay, so, the first- Have you seen if- Britney
2: Spears? <laughs> <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time, came on.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I, I, was, I was in college and um, there, was, there was this whole thing that with the music department and it didn't work with my schedule. Um I, I loved playing jazz there and it ended up being I had to make a choice uh because of what I was doing so I decided that I would minor in music and major in dance mm-hmm. and I actually didn't finish my minor I was one class from my minor. Oh. And I'm yeah. like I don't care anymore. you
1: like I don't I don't even care anymore. Out. I've been
0: making money off of this at this point for so long. Yeah. I don't even care. I am I'm going to teach dance so um so at that point I uh I was I think this is 2000, right after I graduated maybe, or right around that time that I graduated. I went to the masters of Lindy and tap and I performed with uh, the great uh, Jesse Sawyers who's a tap dancer from the Seattle area. And 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 we were pretty good friends at that time. So she asked if, or I don't remember, one of us was talking about it. And we did a little thing together. And then I did something by myself with Kevin Buster and a bunch of other people. Kevin Buster's a local musician and a, and a dancer as well. And I was playing, music and tap dancing and at that show it was uh skip cunningham it was uh i think it it was sugar sullivan skip cunningham um it was i can't remember who was all at that table at this particular time because it's late in the day but i <laughs> specifically remember those two because skip was kind of in my face uh because he's you know he's he's skip and he was like uh they invited me to the table. To the table, you understand what I'm saying? Like the elder table. Mm. What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> like that's the first thought <laughs> that went into my mind. You're like, am I getting? I'm like, am I, did I do something wrong? Because Tony T- T- Morris was like, hey, they want you to come meet them at the table. I'm like, what? I'm like, I must have did something wrong. Like, why are they asking me? She's like, no, just go over there, sit down, young man. I'm like, oh shit. Like the aunties.
1: It's
0: about to come. To it's be about be to good. come and he's like we need to talk to you. you 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 real you you pretty good at both of those things but you need to pick there was no there was Aww. no subtlety there was no
1: let me finesse you it was you need to pick whoa um i was it was like a specific thing Yeah. At the time what what was it?
0: Like- it it was basically uh the masters of lindy hop and tap came in to do this thing they did it two or three times before that and they would come and do workshops and things like that, so people could come and learn from specifically. So it was like another camp, yeah, essentially. Heard of this? Yeah. Um, oh, so di- were they
2: telling you to choose between music and and, and Music dance. and dance. Yeah.
0: So they're like, you need to pick because you can be really, really good at one of them, mm. or eh, at both of them. Mm. What you should do is pick one, master it, and then if you want to do the other one after that because the way you're going right now you could do something with this
1: mm. they're like you're splitting your
0: yeah they they right. set they 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 and and I was like cuz you know they don't give you any breath it was just in the face and I I sat down and I'm like I don't even know how to react to this yeah. at the moment cuz I wasn't used to getting that from like now it's fine cuz I'm like that but <laughs> I'm like that you're but like, like I wasn't used to getting it like yeah. like we just met, you need to do, okay, Chester did that to me though, Chester did, but this was, this was more in your face, and um, so I thought about that for a long hard time, because it really affected me how these old cats who were, I mean, just so highly, like, sought after, that were geniuses in their own regard, and the things that they did, decided to tell me for some odd reason, some random dude, you need to pick because you could do something. Well, that's not random. If they're asking me to sit down, I need yes. to probably listen. And so all this shit was going through my head for a long time. Like, what do I do? Because, and then I started thinking about I can't do Lindy as much because partners don't want to dance. They don't want to, they don't want to at that time, like, I'm just like, ah, let's go. <laughs> and, and I'm a little, I was a little not, you know, I, let's practice like four hours in the middle of the night. That's.
1: Yeah, it was, you were a little too intense. That, that, for, you know, like, I'm like, aunts. no, well, nobody wants to do that. Nobody
0: wants to do that. So I'll just do it by myself. Yeah. So I would practice in the middle of the night instead, literally I would go and the studio owner uh, at the time is a uh, PacWest performing arts, is uh, the The mm. own previous owner uh, the new owner, I know him too. They're both wonderful people. Uh, they would let me go in at whatever time in the middle of the night. Just give me a key. I go in and practice. Yes. I'm going to be there at one in the morning. You know that, right? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah, You're nuts, dude. Okay. All right. One in the morning. I'm in there practicing. This is the first, this is like the first couple of years or something. And I was practicing uh, tap, I do that too at Western. I go and practice, and then in my apartment, cause I asked my neighbors if I could practice. I try to practice with, uh, without the shoes as much, or tap shoes, regular shoes as much as I could in a grocery store. Uh, I'd practice. I ended up actually making a whole band because of that. Uh, I wanted to practice and I wanted to get good at performing and improv because I thought I wasn't that good at it uh, after a year and a half. <laughs> which apparently for that, for that particular time I was. Um, so I went and Bellingham had a farmer's market. So I asked a friend, Hey man, dude, I'm just going to go practice and, you know, put a cup out there. You want to come jam with me and we get paid for practicing. Yes. And that shit turned into a band. I was legit. Javon Miller, rhythmic jazz ensemble that turned into it. We got gigs and contracts and all kinds. Of, and that turned into a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, it got to the point in that, thing where we we had a whole group going and if i didn't show up they would only get half the money like they would make half the money they would like if i showed so they just wouldn't bother showing up because the tap brought that much to because
1: it was that it was yeah, that, that, that yeah that was what brought the crowd that's what like brought that, the crowd yeah. in
0: and then that's what got a lot of the gigs mm-hmm. so then we started using that as promotion and that that's how i learned uh how to perform and how to really get out there other than, you know, music and stuff like that. Cause this is a slightly different, but I wanted to put myself in a position where I could get paid for practicing because yeah. if you're going to do it, you might as you well might as get as well paid do it for it. You on the street corner.
1: Well, yeah, I'm like, I gotta be in front you. of people anyway. Yeah, so I might as so well cool. do it in
0: front of these people and and, and and understand what it feels like to to not be yeah, scared. Yeah,
1: I love hearing that story from you because I know that um, Andre, who's someone that you like mentor, in yeah. the community and stuff, that you've given him the the like told him to go out and do that he's been successful he's like made bucks doing that and he's, it's been
0: he's he's he's, he's doing a him. great job at it's, it yeah um I, I i i told him how to make a to get himself more popular on uh i'm not really interested in the social media as much as, as other people i do know i have to build that up to to help change the dancing but i do know what to do so uh you know i gave him some pointers make qr code laminate it you know, put it up, make sure you have all your stuff on it. People can scan it when you go by make sure you have this stuff, make sure your board is set up like this. This is what you're supposed to do. Then when you get this, you have to say these things to these people. It's very specific. So he's been doing pretty good with it. Um, And he's got a couple different versions of boards that I've helped him create so he can make it look like him.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't want him Mm -hmm. to be
0: me. I want him to be him. Mm -hmm. And I'm just giving him tools to help him figure out where, he needs to go from that because everybody's got something and it's just a matter of like you, how you bring it out of that person and let them be themselves. So he's a, he's a great, everybody's a kid to me. That's my student. Just so you know. <laughs> so I'm just going to say he's a great kid. He is a great kid. Why tap? What was it about tap that
2: drew you in? Cause people can dance Lindy hop oh, and not get into tap. Specifically. Oh, my life
0: is so messed up because we jump around a lot. <laughs> okay. That's a great question. Uh, Thank you. It's tough because I went to audition for So You Think You Can Dance. Uh, really? So
2: you think you can.
0: Yeah, it was. I don't remember which year this was though. No. Um, and I went with, uh, and I went to do Lindy Hop, and <laughs> and Tice CRL said that I had uh, amazing leg work because uh, I like leg work when I do Lindy Hop, and. Um, I think I made it to the. So there's there's a bunch of rounds before the part you see on TV when you see. So there's rounds, and then you see the part on TV where people do their solo, and then they go to choreography. But there's parts before that. So I made it to the part where you do the choreography with my partner, and then um, as we're leaving, I see a female tap dancer, and she's and at now that I'm remembering at the time, it was okay. But at the time, I'm looking. Oh my God, this is amazing! Because mm-hmm. I hadn't actually really seen it in life, like, and I could hear the sounds, and I'm like, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I went home. I told my wife, I need some tap shoes. <laughs> She's like, No, we cannot afford tap. We were we were in college. No, you we cannot afford tap shoes. You cannot get tap shoes. No. I can do it. And I found some videos. I can do that. She's like, bullshit. We're not getting you no damn tap. Listen, I tell you what, you let me get some tap shoes and take like one or two lessons. And if I can't do it, I'll quit. That's a problem. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah. Okay, go. Pass my first teacher up in, in four weeks. <laughs> teacher, teacher literally said she came to my house. This is gonna be the last lesson we have because I can't teach you nothing no more. Um, you're gonna have to find another teacher. I didn't taught, I don't know how you're doing this, but you're gonna to have to find another teacher. I feel bad because there's nothing else I can, you're just going too fast. You're going too fast. I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> is this not this is this is is this, I don't even know what to think about this. Like, did I fuck up? <laughs> like, she's like, no, 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 no. No, you're actually really good. And I'm like, but it's only been four lessons. That, I don't think that's supposed to happen. She's like, no, you need to go find another teacher. So
1: I went. Was your wife around, and you'd be like, hey. "Oh no, she, she, she gave up after that shit." Yeah, she, she after, the, after knew, the first lesson, she knew that she, the, she's there like, was the new I came back, and, and she was
0: like, "You learned all that today?" I told you I could do it. I told you I could do it. So. I piss her off with dollar If I say I can do something, that means I you can do it. do it. If I'm if I if I'm not saying nothing at all, or I say I can't. I know I know what I can and what I can't do because it's a matter of I understand my body in a particular way, or I know that I'm going to make myself understand my body in a particular way. So even if I wasn't able to pick it up as fast as I was going to, I would have sat there the same way I did for three hours doing the same move over and over again mm-hmm. until I got it mm-hmm. and mastered it, and then did it again. So that's irrelevant. She didn't really understand that because we had only been married for, like, I think a year and a half at that point. <laughs> and, um, no, she knows I'm nuts now. Like, uh, my brain is not normal. It is. You Most people can't stay up for 54 hours straight working. That's not. That's it's not, not normal.
1: Healthy. Yeah, that's that hyper focus. Just yeah, that's. Brilliantly that, pulling you forward.
2: It's just. Is that the uh, what you've often said? You like you're autistic, or you have you're on the spectrum? Is that right?
0: I uh, so I I am diagnosed with ADHD, uh, anxiety. Uh, there, if I can go get diagnosed, I there's no doubt about. It. I have to be on the spectrum, which as many people that I've worked with and and my kids and all that. No, there's no doubt about it. My brain's very. There's been enough people and professionals like if you took a test, you would definitely be on. I just the, I've noticed stuff the over the years
1: spectrum yeah
0: I've I've been paying attention more lately to like what the or not lately in the last several years especially with my kids and I'm like
1: oh shit I'm you can too. see it and stuff like that yeah. Yeah.
0: And, yeah and uh and and uh and also I had to learn a lot about myself uh in the last several years too um I did not know that okay this is what other people say other people say I did not know that I was gifted um this entire time, uh, like at all. Like I was just like, just normal shit. Mm. And then I found out someone told me, someone told me that I was a genius and I'm like, nah, that's not a genius. Is this definition? And they're like, that's you. (laughs) You just gave me the definition. And I'm like, they go, didn't you take these tests? And I'm like, yeah. And then, um, then I started to really think about it and I started to ask people who've known me for a long time because I'm like, this doesn't seem right. So I asked students, this might sound weird, but I have to ask now. Um, somebody said this and I'm supposed to ask it this way, did you know that or did you ever think that I was a genius? Yes. The fuck? You didn't even hesitate on that. Like, are you (laughs) serious right now? So I'm not joking. I was getting pissed. Like, most people would be happy. I was angry because for the most part, everybody seemed to notice but me. And to me, I feel like I missed out on stuff because I didn't fully conceptualize Mm -hmm. or understand that. And I realized, you know, a lot of that stuff. Now, and it, frankly, is, is, is due to my mom actually putting me down in that way, yeah. and, and I didn't understand that. And that's, that's part of the reason why I teach this way is because I think that there's ways to teach people to, in a healthy way to get them to be the best version of themselves that they can be in whatever it is they want them to be, and I choose to do that through dance. I don't give a shit what you want to be. If you want to be a doctor, a garbage person, you want to be a lawyer, if you just want to be happy, I just want to teach you that through dance. Mm-hmm. My job is to improve everybody's life and, and, and in the best way that I can. And I do that through music and dance and, 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 and mentorship. But a lot of that was, yeah, that I did not know. I literally asked, I don't know, probably at least 100 people. And hands down... Yes. And I was fucking angry. I was, I'm still a little pissed off, but, um, then I bring that up to, you know, these people said that. And then I would be told to as an adult now, like this is a couple months ago, like stop saying that. I didn't say that other people were saying that. Why are you telling me to stop saying that? That's weird. Like if your son is telling you what other people are saying, shouldn't you be happy for him? that's a little weird so these type of situations that I've had always remind me of what I need to do to make sure other people don't feel like that so I don't let those things go because if I let them go then I don't help other people get through their shit and that, their, their shit and that's why the universe put me here is yeah. what I think
1: yeah that's what
0: I believe is to, it's to teach people how to live happy lives through this art form and through knowledge and not just have to live stagnant their yeah. whole lives.
1: Well, then, where did you start teaching? Where did that part of your career start coming in? And you started with kids, like teaching? Yeah,
0: I, yeah. I started teaching uh, saxophone when I was fifteen.
1: Oh, cool.
0: And I've been teaching. I taught saxophone, flute, clarinet. Um, then I taught. I'm ch- I don't. I don't even think I can go order here. Uh, I taught gymnastics hand-eye coordination at oh, my gym.
1: Oh, interesting. And that then body I, movement. Yes,
0: too. and then I. Taught junior high band um, and helped direct them. Then I taught the college university second jazz band. And then I ran and taught Lindy like groups and things like that. And then started teaching uh, more lessons on the side. And then I had a full studio of kids teaching music too. And then I started dancing and then that went over to dance lessons and then, mm. yeah.
2: So you've always been hustling and going different gigs and picking up different jobs,
0: teaching and Mo- like in the teaching aspect mm-hmm. in yeah. some way, shape or form or performing. It or was performing. usually dealing with some type of, I can, some type of teaching in some type of art movement form. Yeah. If that, if that uh, visual or performing and, that's just been
2: my whole life. Who is uh, Tanya Morris to you? Cause Tanya was, Tanya DM'd us and was like, well, Laney first mentioned that you should get Javon on the podcast. So and who then, are you
0: asking me about? Which one?
2: And then Tanya Morris was also DM'd us saying that we should get you on the podcast. And we're like, yeah. We know.
1: Yeah, we really want to have <laughs> you yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you,
2: Tanya, so much for giving us your phone number.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> and putting us in touch
2: for you, seriously. Um, and then you seem to have a close relation with Tanya. I don't know Tanya that well. She seemed to, She runs Camp Jitterbug. Yeah,
0: t- um, Tanya Morris is, uh, I've known Tanya for uh, over 20 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow. Over 20 years. Um, we've been friends since I started Lindy, actually. And she helped me figure out a couple of things uh, about dancing when we first started talking and, and showed me a couple of things and we became friends. And she saw that uh, when I started picking up tap dancing, she's like, you, you're learning that really fast. Like she knows my family because we go to her house and, and things like that. And I've always made contact with her. She's like, do you want to dance in the jump session? She, yes. Yeah. Wait, am I ready for that? She's like, yes,
1: oh, yes, oh. you're
0: ready for that. And so um, I went and did something, and she, int- she introduced me to Chester. Mm-hmm. She, was mm-hmm. the, she was the person that introduced me to, to, to my mentor, Chester Whitmore, and said that I needed to meet him and, and try to work with him. And um, so she, she, to me, was the, the – the, uh, how, how do you say this in, to make it the most accurate? Uh, instead of, like, give me a push in the right direction – She's like, I'm just gonna get a fucking TNT bomb and put it under your ass, and then we're gonna see what happens when I light it off. That's, <laughs> that, that and, and that's great, because she was just like, this is what, go for it. And after that, she was pretty much like, hey, you wanna do this? Do you wanna do this? Do you want this opportunity? Hey, can you do this? And then I mm. would go, do you know I can do all these things? Oh, then you should do this. And so she, to me, and I think I've explained this to her before, she is miles davis to me yeah. does that make sense to anyone okay miles davis was very good at finding other musicians mm, yeah he was very good at finding he i believe he was the one who found john coltrane um she finds these people andrea is one of them and 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 even if they're coming up andrea who uh uh gordon gordon yes uh and she gives them if they if she knows that they got something tries to give them opportunity to grow and to thrive. And there's not a lot of people like that. So I've been trying to give back to her as much. We we, we have this this it's very uh uh back and forth with our friendship. We were actually really close friends. We've we she knows uh she knows my my kids. She knows my wife. We've been to her house a bunch of times. Like and the way you know I live in Spain and way she lives in Muncie.
1: Oh, that's a, quite a, so, a long-distance friendship. That's, that's yeah. it.
0: So, but But, uh, you know, she, she independently talks to – she's not just my friend. She's my wife's friend too. So, like, I don't know what the fuck they talk about, but they talk. <laughs> they talk. I mean, she's like, you, Jennifer said this. I don't know. I don't know. But she, um, she's been the person that's been inspiring me to do what I'm doing now to go to the next level you need to be going to these events you need to be talking your message needs to get out there to people i'm going to give you the platform to do that and so she's been the person that's allowed me to be uh in front of everybody you know in the world and in, in camp jitterbug and express what dance is supposed to be what lindy's supposed to be what camp jitterbug's supposed to be how the human race is really supposed to be we're supposed to love each other yeah. she's always been
2: super supportive of this podcast yeah. so big shout out to tanya
0: She's she's supportive of anybody who is doing something that is pushing the human race in a positive direction. Mm. So that that is the best phrase that I can give you. Uh, so that means that you guys are doing something.
1: Yeah, I guess. Wow, that's cool. pretty high compliment. I didn't
0: think Damn. that this podcast was pushing the human race
2: forward, but you know what? <laughs> well, I actually. <clears throat> I well, feel a new sense of like encouragement. I mean,
0: well, I mean for well, the next well, season well, of Jazz Babies, no, this, this, uh, this, this Earth me- Babies. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> serious though. But think about it, because if she told you to contact me, I only do this. Like this is the way that I talk. So there must have been some type of meaning behind that, which means mm-hmm. she actually does believe in some way, shape, or form. This podcast could be big enough to make some type of change. Oh hell yeah
2: um who is Chester Whitmore I mean who are your other mentors you mentioned Ch- you mentioned Chester yeah
0: so uh, Chester Whitmore um uh choreographer I don't know how many N- NCAA image uh awards are uh, choreographer. for what he's in uh, um uh martial arts uh Hall of Fame. He, he's
2: recently in the Doja
0: Cat uh, he, music video. <laughs> he's, he's, dude, he's an. all- he,
2: he like pops up he everywhere. He was in Usher,
0: he was like in every scene in one of those Usher commercials. Yeah. Uh, like he played a different part. It's like one Usher commercial and it's got like three different, it's for alcohol or something, I don't remember. Uh, uh, maybe it's whiskey, I don't remember. And there's a bunch of different scenes in it, right? Of different places. Chester's playing a different person in every scene. I'm like, wait, why is he in that scene too? Is it he's a bartender? What yeah. <laughs> the fuck is he doing playing the bass? Like in every scene, he's a different person. And um, but uh, Chester Whitmore was one of my mentors. Uh,
2: he's so great. Uh, I was working on some tap stuff at Harang, yeah. like on the like working on some time step oh yeah he stopped and he just popped just, out, just, just, out of yep, nowhere yep. and then he just like, gave me like 15 minutes like a yep. tiny uh, private lesson oh, great for that. Yep. yeah yeah and then he, every time i saw him the rest of the next two weeks he was like how's those steps coming that's
0: just, like that, good, it, vibes,
2: it, good vibes good that, vibes
0: that's why i i like him because he just wants to you know if somebody's going at it he just wants to give them the information and and that's how i feel and so it's nice to have somebody you know he's like a Older version of me. I'm a younger version of him in in a lot of regards. Uh, uh, For for a while, people thought we were actually related. I was like, no, (laughs) no, dude, he just no. Like, and it was because of a jump session show. It it was definitely hundred percent because it was like this supposed to be this father son thing. So they really thought we were related. (laughs) Oh yeah. And I'm like, we're not related. I get it. We're alike,
2: but we're not. You guys both have a great hairline. Y'all line it up nicely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, that, speaking of like superhuman characters, uh, who, who is um, what is Superman to you? I see you wear Superman gear a lot, like it's on your tap shoes. You have a Superman bottle.
0: Um, so Superman T-shirt. Uh, I didn't buy any of the Superman stuff. What? I didn't buy any of oh,
1: those things <laughs> where you get like labeled with it, and then everybody no, buys. No, it for no, you. no, no.
0: So listen. Um, actually, Superman is my favorite superhero. Um, and I talk about Superman, and so kids started getting me <laughs> Superman stuff, right? So then I would wear a Superman shirt, and then they're like, "You like Superman and then so I'm gonna get, Superman. so for my birthday, one kid made a took one of those epoxy rolling machines and made this bottle for me
1: oh, that's so cute is, yeah, it's
0: custom yeah oh, awesome. and and rolled this your name
1: on? Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: And it has the Superman colors and the Superman logo. Yeah,
0: so, so uh, and, and with the red lid at the top and everything. And there's another one at home that the kid made me too. Yeah. Uh, I have pictures of kids that made uh, cakes. Uh, Superman cake. Super Superman,
1: cake. I cake.
0: Super super, Superman uh, birthday cakes. Uh, Superman... I have, I have Superman... I showed you the socks with the wings. Uh, I think so. Oh, I yeah. socks, oh, it's with, it's
1: with, with the cakes. Okay.
2: So people just have started buying you Superman stuff. <laughs> No, listen. Because once you start wearing Superman stuff... Once I, I started wearing wear Superman wear stuff,
1: things.
0: it was... I know what to get Jovan. It's all Superman. It's all Superman stuff, all Superman stuff. I'm like, you know what, I'm cool with it, though. I am I have no problem with it. Uh, <laughs> Super, Superman, um, the reason why it's Superman, though, is because he, for a long time, I didn't know. I was just like, is it because he's, like, technically, like, you know, he's supposed to be the best superhero is his strength, his abilities no i learned uh it's because of who he is as a person it has nothing to do with his abilities it's he doesn't want to hurt people he wants people to be kind mm-hmm. he wants people to you know and then but you know my best friend uh, cory is like why do you like superman and you know i told him but i go honestly I'm more like Batman. Ah, I knew Batman was
1: gonna enter I'm, the chat. I'm more
0: like Batman mixed with Iron Man than I am <laughs> Superman because, like, I if there comes a time when you got to do what you got to do, I'm not gonna be Superman. I'm gonna be Batman, or 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 I'm gonna have to go around in a way to tell people this is what needs to happen in order to make something good, mm-hmm. and sometimes people don't. Necessarily like that. For instance, and it's in different categories. Uh, I might tell you to to your face, uh, I'm sorry, it's not good. Mm-hmm. That's not Superman, that's Batman.
1: Yeah, Batman's
0: blunt. Batman's and, and and I'm gonna say, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna be like, that's not good. Uh by like, I'm it's not good. But then again, I'm gonna be like Iron Man, this is how you fix it. This is the things that you're supposed to do. This is the steps you're supposed to take. Here's how it's supposed to go to fix it. Uh, But,
2: yeah. I don't know. When I watch you dance, it's very Superman. (laughs) It (laughs) seems. thank you super superb that yeah um so now you're kind of uh it seems like you're trying to you're getting back into the lindy hop scene through
1: sct and islandy is that right at least this
2: just... is an assumption i'm making
1: well you're moving on from teaching children yeah and to... well i'm not moving on from teaching oh, children. i'm moving on from
0: from dance studios oh, for the most part that's what
1: it is okay yeah
0: so yeah. where are you go where, what's up yeah, what's going on with yeah, you Yeah, what's
1: this now? transition that you're currently uh, so, going through? So
0: I only currently work consistently out of that one dance studio, mm-hmm. Inspired to Move. If I go to another place, it's probably going to be as a guest instructor or a choreographer. I would not be an actual instructor in those facilities because it does not um, provide the amount, the same amount of, of how do I explain this? I feel this is I feel like I can provide a better service to more people if I'm not restricted by other people's uh, 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 stature of what things or thought processes or ideology of what they think things should be, mm. especially when I can't bring in this type of dance. If I have to focus consistently on a recital dance and then not how I educate the kids as far as their brain goes. I don't oh. really prefer to do You're that. teaching to the test. Teaching to the test?
2: Yeah, it's like how te- there's a, like a, yeah, like, there's a lot of standardized testing in schools and a lot of teachers sometimes yes. feel they have to teach to the test yeah, instead of
1: educate, so they educate, educate students. Not so that they actually know what the hell they're yes. doing.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like in in um in, in education in general, and specifically in Western society, it's America, it's, A lot of I'm going to show you. Okay, go. There's not a lot of who, what, where, when, why, how. So you fully conceptualize what you're actually doing and understanding what the purposes of doing it is because then you're going to actually want to do it. If you're just told to, for instance, I do this with every kid that I teach a private kid that I teach an actual young adolescent. At some point in their lessons, I say, might be the fifth, 17th place. I don't know. Go out the door, and I need you to go uh, outside and and uh, and and touch the door, and then come back. And no, go outside. and touch the door. No walk. You know. Okay. Cool. Now, what I didn't tell you, because I wanted to see how long that was going to go, is before you got here, I hit ten dollars out in that same area that you're in. You have 30 seconds to find it, and it's yours. Now, what they do is they start. Thro- Listen, I've had kids wrecked, just looking for ten dollars and I'm just sitting there like, what is wrong with your kid? Why are they throwing stuff around? It's ten dollars. It's ten dollars. And in the time, dip, 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 come back here. You will clean it up, right? And then, and then they clean up. Come, okay, now, you're going to be real angry at me.
1: <laughs> there's no $10. No no, 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 no.
0: no, no. And, and they're like, there's no $10. No, there was no $10 there. But you know what? The premise of there being $10 made you run. And when I told you to just go out there and did it, you just walked. <laughs> so here's the difference. You ran because you had purpose. I didn't tell you to run. I just said, there's $10. You got 30 seconds. You actually went out there because you had a reason to do it. So if I give you a reason for learning these things, then you're more likely to do it.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So maybe you should listen to me when I'm teaching you who, what, where, when, why, and how you're doing this movement so that you do it accurately and you can keep up with me. Yeah. That usually shuts people down right then and there because then they go, oh, maybe I need to actually, like, think about why I'm doing this. Then when they think about why they're doing, it it solves 15 other problems down the road. Right. I don't have to go through that stuff. So I'd rather just go, this is what we're doing. This is what you need to focus on. This is how this goes. This is the order. And then go, what adjustments do I need to make based on your individual brain? Mm -hmm. For every single person, Mm -hmm. here's the structure. Mm -hmm. I have like four structure plans. I start with one and then it usually fits the majority of the people. And if it doesn't, then I switch it out and go to another one. So everybody gets something that works for them as an individual. No two mm. lessons are ever alike. You might learn mm-hmm. the same material, but mm-hmm. you're going to learn it in a different you way.
1: Really individualize and yeah. pay attention to your students It's incredible.
2: Yeah, I don't know for for those of you who haven't taken a tap class with Javon, I feel a little spoiled right now because I've taken a, a couple of tap workshops and no one's ever, no teacher has ever asked a student to take their shoes off and for you to massage their feet. <laughs> And Javon is like massaging John's and like Grace's feet and like, but,
0: but, but you see, they it's tap better though. Like
1: surface. They immediately tap better after That's the fact. Incredible. It's because That's I'm not, well, okay. price like of you? Like washing the well, feet of your. Head. No, what I think it is, is,
0: is, is honestly, I'm trying to look at this from a, 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 a different vantage point. I don't think that there, you know, everyone says think outside of the box. There is no fucking box. Blow that shit up. The notion that there is a box creates limitations. I mean, there was a box that was like 12 feet tall <laughs> <laughs> and it was a problem
1: <laughs> Adora thank fine. you for bringing that, that all bad. the way back <laughs> around back.
0: um but if if you're consistently um staying stagnant in what you're doing and not trying to go what is the next thing how do i explain this this way how do i and so the way to do that is to stop doing just the dancing that means you have to go into understanding how the body works. So you can teach somebody mechanically yeah. what's going on in their body. That means I have to then go, why is your ankle not doing the movement? If I'm watching your leg do the correct process, cause I've studied how the leg goes. Oh, I need to go do some more research. Okay. This is what that is. And so over time you just start going because you're spending the time to help one person. It's going to end up being 500 and people don't look at it that way. So I'm spending the time to help John because I've already helped. 500 people before him, so I already know what that's why it was easy for me to go This is a problem. So then when I went in his feet he started doing it You start seeing the sounds got a lot better. It's 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 and dancing, you know, that's another thing Dan, even Lindy When you start to really go at it if you're not stretching you're gonna hurt your body.
1: Oh, yeah I have learned that lesson so yeah. many hard ways myself you, yeah. you 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 have to because Lindy's Ugh. Lindy's not like
0: it's not it's fun, but when you're like, we need to work, yeah. or we're gonna try to dance fast, that's, that's on your body. That's, mm-hmm. that's a, lot, it's a lot more work, I think, than people realize if the, that they, they haven't done it before. We don't treat ourselves like athletes. It's just like fun. It's just,
2: the yeah. fun is so distracting. And then you,
1: Yeah, exactly, because you last, get really into it and the music and all these things and you yeah. wake up the next morning. Yeah? I should
2: be stretching, not Ooh. dancing the very last the dance of is, the night, <laughs> yeah. you know? But it's too fun to yeah. dance the
0: last song of the night. Well, I think that there's a. I think that there's a point where, for me, Lindy, some not all, definitely not all, but there. If we're at a higher level of, of dancing now, like let's say that we're Lindy hoppers, or, or you're pretty good. Why are you not going to that athletic position then? Because then it's just staying stagnant at this point. Like, yeah. why are we not having why Lindy hoppers like start that? working at that? That's what I wanted yeah. to do. I wanted to work at that level. Yeah. But if there aren't people that are attempting to do it, then their art form stays stagnant. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is people go elsewhere. We can't let the, the the kids go to other genres when there's one right here that they can. I mean, that's, that's the other thing I'm trying to express, you know, with uh, uh, Camp Jitterbug uh, and, and I, Lindy, Camp Jitter specifically, you know, I, I'm able to give out scholarships to, to kids to come and, and learn vernacular jazz, you know, those those kids that are in need, so they can start somewhere. Because most people who do this style of dance uh, or genre of dance, let's just say, start as adults uh, or young adults. But what would happen if I started training an eight-year-old
1: mm-hmm. to do
0: Lindy Hop or vernacular jazz dance? Like, they would be monsters mm-hmm. by the time that they're our age. They'd be monsters. So why are we not making it feasible for these kids to try to do this too because back in the day that's what they were doing but they're not doing that now
2: levi's got this uh uh, thursday night uh kind of practice solo jazz group coming together where he wants to get dancers more familiar with dancing with musicians yes um what do you think dancers tap dancers or lindy hoppers need to know about dancing to live music and to live musicians. and
0: You know you know, I'm helping Levi with that project, right?
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: I mean, I assumed. Oh, okay. I,
1: uh, didn't, I didn't know. I'm surprised. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, well, because he started that because I was teaching him that stuff. And so he's like, I want to make a class out of this. Okay. You can't mess this up, so uh, let me make sure you're doing it right. <laughs> let me make sure you're doing it right. Um, but uh, he's a very intelligent, very, very intelligent person. Um, the stuff that I think that dancers need to learn or try to learn when you're actually dancing with a live musician we're talking socially versus competition because it's kind of different socially uh this is my own observation observation from watching multiple years of camp jitterbug and events where i'm not a musician. And I get to sit down or I am a, a, a figure, but I sit on the stage and watch a lot because I want to know what people do. People aren't listening to the music. Let me, I'm sorry. They're, they're listening to the music. There's a difference between listening to the music and then trying to like understand and enthrall your body with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. two
0: different things. So let me put it to you this way. I often have arguments with people when I tell them that, um, they go, They go. Uh, you're not listening to me, or I go, you're not listening to me. And my response to when they say, I'm not listening, they're, they're, I'm not listening to you, this is what you said, this is what you meant. Um, is that correct or not? But when I go the other way, uh, it's, you're not listening to me. I'm sorry, I have to rephrase that. You're not trying to contemplate what I'm saying or conceptualize it. You are listening to me. You're just not trying to conceptualize it. So that... Um, in that regard when i'm talking to dancers about listening to live musicians are they trying to understand where the feeling of the downbeat is where things are supposed to go are you listening to the feeling that the trumpet player is emoting out in that particular time in that particular place because your body should be responding to that and if it's not then why are you not just listening to a cd or 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 a radio or something like that in a pre-recorded thing because it seems like it's the same and it shouldn't be the same when I'm watching, I can see people like not really focusing on hearing. You can tell after a while they're just dancing. I'm like, what's the difference? But not dancing, dancing, just going through the motions of, of having fun with their partner, but not actually making the music a part of that. Mm -hmm. Like actually I feel that rhythm. Oh, like that random, like letting go doesn't happen anymore. Like when someone does something you feel in that musician hit, and you hit that beat, Ah, everybody freaks out because you can feel that. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't see that as much like that. In a jam circle, maybe,
1: mm-hmm. maybe.
0: But um, it's, it's very, it feels very, uh, like we don't know that we're supposed to be trying to pay attention to what the musicians are playing, how they want us to feel, or what they even felt like at that moment. Because we don't do that when we turn on music in our cars, yeah. so why would you do that with a live musician? So we don't. When we, for instance, I'm going to give you an example, a real life example. How many people know Michael Jackson? You can sing the uh, the chorus to like Billie Jean or or any of his famous songs. You know the you know the actual mm-hmm. okay. But how many of the actual verses can you
1: sing? Yeah, none. I can't do that. Can, um, I, my brain's definitely not built for that. But, G, da, da, da. but 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 wait, pick any
0: famous song, and the majority of them, you won't know the verses.
1: Mm-hmm, absolutely.: That's
0: because your brains are only paying attention to the thing that hits you the most, because mm-hmm. you would have to concentrate too much on the other things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: most people only remember the hook yeah. or the melody of songs. So when you get to jazz, yes. you remember the melody of the song, and all of the complicated solos get yeah. overlooked. But if you're listening to this instrument, all those rhythms in there, like you can hit those in Lindy Hop if you and figure out how to make movements go with those. You can do those with tap, you can do it. You're just listening and trying to interpret how do I make my body look like that sounds. No one's doing that. How do I make my body doesn't regardless of the speed? It's too fast. No, it's not. You're moving too many body parts.
1: Yeah.
2: Or they're just concerned with executing a pattern that they worked on uh, instead of dancing with their partner instead of dancing. Ooh. Ooh. What, what's so the, so fun? Like what's the fun? What's the fun of executing yeah. the pattern? The
0: choreo that was planned beforehand. Okay, but if it's not fun. <laughs>
1: If, it, if, it's not if you have to think about it, like the music if
0: you have to think about it and you're not connecting with the music, then it's not 100% fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's more of I'm trying to learn how to have fun. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. No, you're that's trying, so to, good to, count you're trying to learn how to have fun it. because you're like, that felt good. Now I have to keep doing it to make it feel better. And so you keep doing it instead of just going, why don't we just fuck up a couple times? And just see how it goes, and you probably go a lot faster.
1: That's it. That's it's a it's a fear of not wanting to fuck up. Exactly. And that's like, but like, you, you like can't kind of fuck up, or if you fuck up, that's just a step to it being more. Like it's. But that's it's, the it's thing. It's you you, bit, you have to yes. fuck up. You, yes, you yes, have yes. You, yes.
2: listen. Miss. Maybe choreo just belongs in choreo. Yes. Like, yes. what do you mean? Like choreographed pieces uh, that people yeah, prepare if you're for to do a whole a long, comp. long piece of choreography?
0: That's weird.
1: Or you, you see that a lot? Trying though. Trying to take an eight out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, of that, yeah that, that, That's what I, like, like,
0: what I tell people. Like, what like, take the combinations that we do, break it up. Don't do yeah. the whole thing. Do I a little section, and that's how you learn how to do that in your improv. Like, so, like, when we go through in class, remember the combination that that was really hard with that four three five. We just broke down that first thing so everybody could do it over and over again. But why are we not in in social environments? Let's just say I'm just giving you. A, let's just say we do a swing out, and then you do a Texas Tommy, right? Your Texas Tommy is not good, but you're going to go through the entire rest of the routine. No, you should be improving that Texas Tommy, and learning how to dance to music with that, so it becomes comfortable, because you're not learning. You, people misunderstand. You're not supposed to be learning choreography. You're supposed to be learning how to dance, and then you put those moves together, and that becomes choreography. Mm-hmm. But if you can't do a Texas Tommy and you're trying to do choreography, you actually didn't learn how to dance. You're just mimicking. Those are two different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop mimicking. Learn how to do the move.
1: Yes. Okay. Mimicking isn't dancing.
0: No, it's not. You just, you're, just you're, if you're If you're doing a routine and you're doing it for fun because you're trying to make each other look exactly alike, That's cool because you're trying to hit it. You're trying, but if you're going through it because you're trying to execute it, then you should probably practice like, in my opinion, like a professional, every athlete on the face of the planet, but dancers uses deliberate practicing methods. Look it up. Deliberate practicing methods means we're going to do the same thing in one little section as many times as we need to reanalyze it and improving it before we move on to the next thing. Then we combine those two things before we move on to the next. These are examples of how you would do that. But as dancers, we just learn the choreography and then try to run the whole thing. And like, you haven't mastered anything. You just learned how to do something to mimic it and you didn't, no offense. No offense, you did not mimic it that well because you don't understand the individual movements. You don't
1: have the how, what, why. Exactly. Choreography can skip that.
0: Exactly. So what if we just spent all that time learning that one move there? Then every time you ever had a move or move like it, because the way your neurological pathways develop, you're going to be able to pick that up four times faster without having to think about it. That's why it's easier for me to pick up things than some other people. I was the slowest uh, uh, person to pick up choreography in every class that I was in.
1: Really? I yeah. think that you would pick up choreo. No,
0: I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn oh. a, a method for doing that and, and a pattern for doing that so I could pick it up faster because everybody's mm. brain. I could do the moves. I could but go home it and practice.
1: But they wouldn't go in your head. But they wouldn't go in my linear, head as, as like, fast
0: as everybody else's. They get it and they just be gone. And I'm like, I don't understand. But if we came back the next day, I'd blow everybody out the water. It didn't matter what it was because they don't practice like me. Yeah. So that's why I always got solos or whatever. Jovon's not going to be able to do it. Just wait till tomorrow. Just, just get me to tomorrow. Come back. Okay. You want to try that solo? Yeah. You, you can try it if you want to. And they're like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> like, you don't practice like me just because I can't pick it up right away. Don't mean I'm not going to out- have yeah, it. Yeah. I like. mean,
1: you're not going to have it. So, and that, that became
0: a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, me not being able to pick up right away. So I had to figure out methods and working on that. Um, and I use a lot of those methods to teach people. So yeah. when I have a problem, I teach other people how to use that problem to manipulate any situation they their end because why keep it to myself.
1: Yeah. I know I'm very neurospicy spicy and really struggle learning sometimes because yeah. of it. You just like sold me on taking your, I'm like, oh, hey, <laughs> everybody can tap, including me. No, it's no, it's that. That's honestly true.
0: Tap, like a lot of people in class didn't. I saw that there's people
1: without. They were just wearing. Like, Actually, most of the people
0: when we started this class, I think the only one person had, you were the only person that had tap shoes.
1: Oh yeah, and then people like slowly. got And then they them and slowly they started under. getting
0: them. I'm like, you can get them if you yeah. want. I really care. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't. You can, you, you, I, because you
1: can make the sounds like with your, well, that's the thing is like, so,
0: so again, tap didn't start with shoes. Yeah. So when people, and I read stuff on the internet that says the first thing you need to do is get a pair of shoes. I want to slap people. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Are you serious? The first thing you should do is is not to listen to this person who's telling you to get shoes. That's the first thing you should do. The first thing you should do is actually like go find a a, a teacher or find read a book. Go watch a video. Uh Rod Howell, United Taps. Decent, very, very not decent, I'm sorry, very good teacher. Uh he's got some YouTube videos that you guys can go look at. He's got an online dictionary. Um If you want to learn the structure and the basics, go all the way through it. Uh, he's a very wonderful person. Um, I've, I've been in contact contact with him off and on through the years. Um, I put stuff up there. I mean, people can ask me questions. Uh, I'm on social media, but I mean, really, if you want to just start tap, it's put your foot on the ground. You're starting. I mean I really mean that. It's it's tapping is something that you do every day. You just don't know that you do it. Mm. You really don't know and that's, I proved that to you guys the first class when I was just walking around. I was just walking around the room. You know, just just
1: yeah, everyone, Jovan is walking around the studio we're in right now, and I can confirm he is making sounds with his feet. Yeah. Oh hey, there's even getting more textured. Get a little squeaky.
0: These are my tennis shoes.
1: Yeah, it's tennis
0: shoes. It's a lot easier in tap shoes
1: to make the,
0: to make the sounds clearer. Yeah. Because you have the rubber to, to slow you down a little bit. But it's still, you know, you don't, that's just, you know, you're making four sounds on each foot walking. And it yeah. just looks like I'm just walking. And it's
1: just pulling it all Just uh, riff walks.
0: Just riff, just, yeah, just riff walks. And there's, there's multiple different types of riffs and you can make those onto walks. But, like, you tap all the time when you go up the steps. Yeah. You don't, especially if it's a step and you're running up the step, you don't put your whole foot down. Mm-hmm. You step like this. Mm-hmm. You run up the steps. I'm tapping.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm tapping. Same thing, you do that stuff
2: all the time. Well, I want to know, yeah, what you're excited about working on um, right now and in the future or the near future. Um oh, or just like what you're progressing towards right now. Oh, yeah. Um, also, if there's anything that like Chester or some mentor of yours have had told you that you like really held on to that you remember that changed your dancing or changed your perspective on maybe dance or the culture or anything like that? Really? Um
0: I think this so where I'm going, okay, so I'm working, I'm, I've been working with Camp chitterbug and have been the the MC and co producer all that stuff, whatever it is this year. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes it changes. Um, for a long time. And so now I'm actually working with iLindy as well. Um, iLindy is, we're, we're designing some stuff. Uh, they're, I'm going to be on staff, actually, nice. which is cool. Um, helping them grow and put iLindy in a way that is, more towards what they're trying to accomplish of making dance into something that's available for everyone while still trying to be, um, basically trying to change the game and save the world the same way that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so it's, they want to help people. They want to bring all the different genres that, that go with, uh, vernacular jazz dancers that are related to it eventually to Islandy as well, so people get those opportunities. I, I do think um, after spending a lot of time with them, especially talking with Tim Collins, is, is that Islandy is the next uh, avenue for, for specifically uh, vernacular jazz dancers to grow. Um, the When is this podcast going to be off? November... Maybe 20th or something like that. Okay, so I'm assuming by the time this podcast goes out, there will be a live Anybody Can Tap series on iLindy.
1: Ooh, that's really cool. That people
0: from all over the world can take.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: It's going to be, uh, we're we're still going through the premise of that. We're also developing uh, some other courses for people to take because I have some stuff that, I think that more people need to have and get that information because I've been collecting it and learning while I was away from Lindy. And so all of this stuff is just compiled and I'm like, you guys need to learn this stuff. So I want to teach it to you because you care. Um, That's the main difference that I'm noticing is uh, from teaching. It's not that the kids don't care It's there's a different focus because of what the people who are overseeing everything want. And so they can't, Learn these things all the time, so I'd rather be in an environment with people who want to learn those things, and then be able to bring these things and you people to their mm-hmm. environment, so then they can go, "Oh, there's something else out there." Yeah. Um, so having Camp Jitterbug uh, and I, Lindy ah, combine to help each other, I'm kind of insane, and stormy weather. Oh, yeah, right. so I'm a ringleader. I didn't say that. Yeah. I've been I've been plotting for a very long time and all of them didn't even know. And so I'm like, this is what we're doing. And they're like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so you're gonna call them, I already set that up. Whoa! Yeah, this is what I do in the background. That's what yeah. people Just stop talking to me and just let me work. So uh the, the goal is to use all of these different places, all of these different facilities to grow each other up so that we can educate people on a higher level. So eventually, I want to teach other teachers how to teach so that we're getting the information out in the most efficient way and people are getting their money's worth. Yeah. I really want people to get their money's worth because that was one of my biggest pet peeves watching dance competitions for many a years, gouging my eyes out.
2: Honey, they're stealing your money. Mm. I know who I'm going to be watching during the competitions at Stormy Weather this year, which is Javon. <laughs> I'm just going to be like watching Javon react to their dance, people's dancing. <laughs> do you, wait, do you know that there's people that
0: actually do that? I didn't know that.
1: That like go to that, no, watch, they go watch me. They just watch your when, reaction. When, wa- when I'm watching
0: stuff, like they'll sit there to see my, to see my, re- they'll do this, to see my reaction. Because like, I can't hold that back, man
2: i'm doing it I'm i can't listen
0: he's seeing me reacting clap i can't hold that back man it's like a it's a it's a viscera, it's a
1: feeling it's yeah just, just it's like reacts yeah
2: i i i i <laughs> in the recap video i'm always like going through and seeing um how the audience <laughs> is reacting um and that other question with like um yeah anything that someone said to you that remember that you remember that you want to pass on to anyone else or anything that you want to pass on to people just
0: Um, I'm gonna have a lot of stuff that I want to pass on to people with small quotes and and little things to remind them um, over time so like uh, Yeah, because I need to do that Um, One of the most important things I can tell uh, uh, people that I want them to remember especially about dancing is that um You're supposed to fuck up That is a part of the process if you're only concerned about the end game then you will never understand it fully Like appreciate all the stuff that you've learned. If you don't stop to understand where you are and the stuff that you've learned, then you actually will never accomplish any goal at all because you'll keep fighting to try to accomplish something that doesn't necessarily exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one way to look at that, and this is the simplest way that I can tell people is mistakes are like Thanos. They're inevitable. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. Yeah. Just, just why are you running from it? No, don't run from it. You're gonna to have to deal with it again. Yeah. It's gonna catch up to so you. Only thing gonna happen, you're gonna get older and it's gonna be easier to catch you. So, cause you're gonna meet slower. So you might as well just learn how to deal with it now. Yeah. So if you have a problem with something that you don't like in dance or whatever it is, is it really that big of a deal? Or are you making it a big deal?
2: Yeah, I love the process. I was just telling my dance partner today, like how boring would this be if we got this perfect every time? Mm-hmm. And we didn't have to practice, you know. Actually, that
0: would be boring. It
2: we just that, well did it, and it was perfect, and that was it. And we're like, oh, okay, okay well, all right. Uh, we're done now. Next thing. Perfect. Well, you know, yeah. the cool thing
0: about not perfect, and I, I and I, I draw a chart when I teach this classes is you want it to not be perfect because when it's not perfect, there's no marker. When it's not perfect, then you don't hit all of the mistakes, and the mistakes down there are not mistakes. They're learning for something mm. later, because this little bubble over here of information in your brain, when you get, when you when stuff goes to the gray matter in your brain, and, it, and you're going and you're making these neurological connections, when you make a mistake, you're actually going through another neurological connection there. Mm. You might not know that you need that one later, but what if you go down this road and you actually need that to connect there? You didn't go through that process, and so that takes you four times longer to learn how to do something, where if yes. you just fucked up and went through it, you already know how to do it. Yeah, yep. And also, surprises are down there. We get cool things from mistakes. I mean, we also get bad things from mistakes. But, <laughs> but this is dancing, so you don't have to worry about things blowing up. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. This is fun. Thanks for doing it. Yeah? I'll do that again.
1: <laughs> wonderful. All no, right. No, seriously, that was fun. That's it for us today, jazz babies. Flip me, baby, one more time. <laughs> nice. All right. Bye. Jean, bye. Bye. Easy, right? Bye. one more time. It's a terrific privilege to be able to introduce the next man and the next band. That excitement to music, such complete free-willing improvisation.